And I'm there with a bunch of women who were supposed to like plug and play and kind of see who's the best um, for this sex scene and the best, like a chemistry read, but a bit weirder. Um, and we get, <laughs> we get upstairs. And, I'm telling you, chemistry here, read. I'm telling you, it was weird. Uh, and we get upstairs and there's a blow up mattress in the corner that we're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. Welcome to my worst audition. Welcome back to My Worst Audition. With me is the incredibly talented Jeff Ayers. He's a filmmaker, actor, and co-founder of the comedy duo Cannibal Milkshake with Dan Mapubian Rosen. No, I'm sure I butchered that middle name. Known for their sketches and parodies with over 100 million views. You might have seen him as Bradley Cooper on Comedy Central, Captain America on Funny or Die, or Snorting Fake Coke as finance bro Ryan Gosling in New York, New York land. He's also been on Real TV, starring as Thomas Jefferson in his Super Bowl ad, and brought his punchable face to FBI International as an Ivy League villain of the week. Jeff is I did get punched on that, too. Oh, there we go. It's working for you. <laughs> Jeff has directed a handful of web series, short films, and in 2019 produced and starred in his first feature, a horror called This Is Our Home, on Amazon Prime. He's currently in production on his second feature, Lady in the Lake. Lady of the Lake, forgive me. In his corporate work for NBC Universal, Jeff has directed spots for Bravo, produced promos for Bloomhouse Universal Pictures, and field produced MSNB stories from IMAX headquarters, Area 51, and the Pentagon. Jeff Ayers, multi-talented. Thank you so much for joining me on my worst audition. Thank you for deeming me worthy. I'm a huge fan of this. Well, we have a grand total of uh, 18 listeners, so everybody's worthy. So, But I do appreciate and love your work. At least 19 fans. They're just not all plugged in. Yeah. Uh, yeah I first met Jeff, for, for anybody who's interested, on a shoot that Jeff was producing where uh, our mutual friend Rob recommended me. And I went in and uh, just played uh, this corporate sycophant which i was just saying yes 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 sir like to everything the other guy was doing and i like jeff we hit it off and i've loved a lot of his work and he didn't mention it in his bio but i loved canadian sniper if you ever get a chance look it up on youtube canadian sniper <laughs> the american sniper parody stars one of our mutual friends elise brandau as his wife and it That's is right. uh the ending I, I love the ending i laugh every time i see the ending that was one of the first that was like the first thing that clicked uh dan my comedy partner I think reluctantly was like, look, I know you like Bradley Cooper. And with that beard, you look like Bradley Cooper. And uh, let's do an American Sniper parody, Canadian Sniper. So I was just really polite, uh, chasing a moose the whole time. Uh, and yeah, Elise played my patient wife who uh, would feed our baby maple syrup. I, I loved um, it. All the little things that for just like half a second, if you look close, you see all the little jokes. It was wonderful. That movie, they had the fakest baby of all time. We had to get a Cabbage Patch doll to actually beat that movie. So that was, but yeah, for, we got like a million views and we're like, okay, we're famous now. Uh, not so much, but yeah, I glad know. that you remember that. I, I do. I mean, again, I had a similar experience. The very first YouTube video I made was that Subway video and it had, you know, a couple million views, Panhandler Party. And I talked to, you know, my co producers I'm like, oh, this is easy. We'll just do this all the time. <laughs> Doesn't work like Replicable. that. Replicable. Replicable oh, yeah. every time. Sure, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, all your work is great. Now, I've watched you on FBI International. It's fantastic. And you don't often get a lot of crossover with people that are equally adept at performing and producing. And you're doing both. So I, I don't know how you haven't made it yet, but you should. Be. 
help. Is this is this how I make it? Please, Gary. Please. Yeah, we we just have to sit here on the show and just proverbially suck each other's metaphorical dicks this whole time. It's like, oh, you're great. No, you're great. I'm down. Whatever. <laughs> we should have done it in purpose in person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll take it where I can get it. So, you know, not exactly my style, but hey, you know, whatever. I'm I'm an I'm an animal. We'll be snipping this we'll be snipping this out. <laughs> You're a very handsome man. Uh but this is my Gary. worst audition. This is my worst audition. Yes. And I know what you had me perform in, um, the uh the short, which was um and forgive me, I'm blanking on the title now. Final callback. Final yes. callback was a story where you wanted to take one of your audition experiences and kind of turn it into your own production. And you uh, were gracious enough to let me perform in that as well. So I know you have some stories for me. You were, no, you were fantastic. You brought the whole thing together. You were, um, you were playing, let's see, I guess I swapped, I swapped the genders and wrote the short for this amazing actress, Mirror Eye. And the real story is that I went into audition for the lead in a kind of like schlocky B horror subversive uh, feature film production company that's kind of well known in that circle. I uh, don't want to call them out explicitly, but uh, it was weird. First of all, just going into that world, they had it was cool. They had all those props and weird posters and it was kind of a dingy area uh, in a certain borough of New York that might also be known for that company. Uh, but I go in and I do actually a monologue from uh, Blue Valentine, maybe. I was really forced yeah. in the Ryan Gosling thing. Uh, I don't really have a lot of monologues prepped. I don't have a lot of formal training. So I just went to a movie that I liked. And um, Blue Valentine, definitely not the tone of that feature. But they liked me. And uh, I think I did it again. I can't remember if there was two or three callbacks. Fast forwarding. Anyway, I'm in a final callback for this, you know, kind of, ex. what do you call it? Like an exploitation feature? Man, I don't know how to, I'm not sure. I, I know black exploitation. I don't know if there is it's, any type of other exploitation. It, it wasn't that. Um, all right. I'm going to, sorry, I'm giving you some editing work here. Um, it's all good. Just to kind of sum it up, I don't I don't remember if it was like two or three callbacks, but I'm in a final callback for this uh, subversive indie feature, and I'm to play the lead. And there is, uh, you know, this director and production company. They're known for some nudity, some weird violence, um, and the callback was kind of specifically centered around the sex scenes uh, and. What threw me off initially was uh, that we had to change locations for the callback. It wasn't at the production company office, which already I wouldn't necessarily have wanted to do a simulated sex scene at. Um, but it was like a like a weird temporary spot, like an Airbnb or something like that. And so we're in holding in this kitchen and everybody's a little confused. And I'm there with a bunch of women who were supposed to like plug and play and kind of see who's the best um, for this sex scene and the best, like a chemistry read, but a bit weirder. Um, and we get, <laughs> we get upstairs. And, a and I'm telling you, chemistry Gary, read. <laughs> I'm telling you it was weird. 
Uh, and we get upstairs, and there is a blow-up mattress in the corner that we're supposed to <laughs> – it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I hate taking my shirt off, but, I mean, at this point, it's like that's the – I'm in the best position, right? I got to take my shirt off. I think maybe my boxers. But they start insisting that the women not only take off their shirts, and I think some kind of, like, bra if you're comfortable – uh, and pants, but it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, we really would kind of love to see as much as you're willing to put on camera. Like the director's not here. He's really got to see it. This is how his movies are made. Uh, so it really just felt like this weird test with some uh, unspoken pressure. Okay. Uh, and it just escalated to a point where I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Hmm. Right. Um we can cut this out, but one of the actresses is like, I can't take off my pants. Like I'm on my period. And what, you know, like I'm not comfortable anyway. I pulled out. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm just, I'm just listening. I, 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 I withdrew uh, from the feature and wrote like a huge email saying this is f-ed up. And I don't know why this is how it had to be done. No one gave a f- they found another guy to do it, but I kind of channeled the uh, the frustration into writing a short where instead of a final callback for a sex scene, it was actually for this very violent scene that you participated in. Mm. And I still played with the innuendo a little bit. So, I mean, the, the idea was it's a violent film for a similar production company um, and there's a scene where at the end, the guy has to get penetrated by a knife. And so the casting directors are like, we got to do the penetration scene. And the girl starts taking her clothes off. And they're like, what the f*** are you doing? And the other penetration scene, which is when you come in like the sacrificial lamb, and they hand her a knife. And to prove her commitment, uh, she's got to penetrate you on camera to make sure that this film will really live up to the director's expectations. Um, So anyway, that was... That was like, I that was probably my worst audition, I think, mm. showing up, not knowing that we'd all have to uh, take our clothes off and pretend to have sex on an air mattress at an Airbnb in Queens. Mm. I don't have a, I don't have a lot of others like that. It's, it seems um, pretty sketchy. But, uh, you know, in the end, I found a location that was equally sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you did. And uh, <laughs> I found some ways to work with it. Uh, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun one that I wrote and directed. I think we had like a day. I appreciate you. It was very stressful. Your part had all the blood and guts and gags and gore. So you were a good sport. You're a really good sport. Not stressful really at all. Really not. I mean, I'm getting paid <laughs> to show up and play pretend. I, it's such an easy job. I, Isn't you know, that I, what we want? It is. I, you know, I have an acting teacher, and she's, she's wonderful. I don't mean to call her out because she's I, – I love her to death, and she's so kind to me, and she, she's always so there for me. But I remember she said one yeah. time in acting class, and I guess it's a matter of perspective, she said, you know, being an actor is, is the bravest thing you can do. And I'm like, I can think of like 373 other jobs that are far braver than being an actor. Like, I, I wouldn't go on and- record saying that one. <laughs> but it's a nice compliment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're wonderful. You're, she's such a sweetheart. And I'm so grateful to her. But that one seemed like, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting paid to play yeah. pretend. My life is never in danger. I think we're doing okay. There's a lot of firefighters out there, you know? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, man. But you know, to what you said, we all have our lines about things that we will or won't do. You know, for yeah. me, for instance, you know, nudity is not a problem for me. I'll drop trout. It doesn't bother me. But you know, if I'm I didn't know that, it would have. Oh. Would have changed the course of my short. I, I think I've I've done it. I've done it in actual live performances. I did this thing, Blackout Haunted House, with like that was part of it, and it felt like a little weird for the first minute or so. And after that, it was like oh, I'm just at home walking around, but naked. We're talking full frontal, everything completely off, and it's prosthetics. Nothing. It's this interactive haunted house, and I'm completely <laughs> buck naked. How and, interactive with the it, to, to the point where like I'd be hiding in a room, and you, you watch for the people can only go in one at a time, but just like sign a waiver, and you can go one at a time. It's a whole big psychological okay. thing. And I'm waiting in this small room, and I see somebody walking down the hall, and I jump out, grab them, and yank them back into the room with me, and I just start going nuts on them, saying these crazy things. The whole thing after that, but I'm fully naked, and there's what year is this? I did this back in, I want to say like 2015 or somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah, but it was, this should it was, have been on the front page of the times or something. And I, <laughs> we should be zooming from, from a prison cell probably. <laughs> it's a known thing though. They do this once a year near yeah. Halloween for like a month called blackout haunted house. So they're, they're pretty creative with it. And certain people really dig this kind of psychological and mess with you type of thing. If everybody's but down and signs a waiver, every, everybody's know. down and you know, it, it's not a big deal for me, but to, to your concern, I wouldn't want to be in a situation where, you know, my scene partner, especially if it's a woman is, yeah. is kind of under pressure to do that too i know it's kind of a, a different thing when you're in that position and there are certain the things lack that of I, prep or or lack, context lack right just or, showing exactly. up old to that sure yeah. yeah and you know there are certain things that i won't do like i have my lines in other respects like i won't do political ads uh i won't do right. parts where i play a terrorist because my father would just have a heart attack and die if that happened but <laughs> if i'm if I'm making something and I'm writing it and producing it and, you know, my hand is on it, then yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. We all have our lines that, you know, we just won't cross. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. In retrospect, I'm probably glad I'm not naked in that movie. I don't think it would have made my career. No, you never <laughs> but, know. You know, we all say for if HBO calls or whatever the equivalent is now. Yeah. There was that, of course, that sketch. I forget who did it. It's not nudity. It's HBO. It's not porn. It's, it's, it's HBO. not nudity. It's a, right, 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 right. Yeah. Even I, Max, not just HBO. If Max streaming yeah. only, you have my number. I mean, dude, if you give me a hundred dollars, I'll probably do it. I'm so cheap. Let's see what I got. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But I, have you ever? You've never done that on camera either. The the nudity or anything. You know, actually, the new so the new feature I'm doing horror. I'm getting very good at. I don't know if you've seen like Midsummer or any of those things. I'm kind of finding my niche, not just as the producer for these kind of indie horror films like Micro Budget, but as the boyfriend, the co-star, uh, who's just kind of a dick. He's like nice. But is he not nice? And by the end, he kind of gets what's coming to him. All this is to say, the new one, uh, this guy takes his shirt off a lot more. A little more, a little more boxer action, boxer briefs. I might have made a mistake. Gets a little hugs, hugs a lot. Um, but I, I actually, when I read the script again, when we got the financing and came closer to shooting. I was like, man, this, there's like a lot of, it takes place over the course of a year, but we start summer and spring and, you know, whatever early on, we're swimming in this lake. There's, you know, scenes where I'm just shirtless. I'm like going around the yard, I'm jogging and stuff. And I was like, I got to join the gym. I got, it's finally time to join the gym. Yeah, uh, so man. even that. Like, I don't know how, I, how I'd be in a full frontal haunted house situation. Um, well, dude, yeah, I mean, that's, I, uh, I, 
I was far less Bradley Cooper and far more Will Ferrell, you know, but it's, uh, who cares? Jason Siegel forgetting Sarah Marshall <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, for the right, for the right, I think if it made sense, you know, the simulated thing is fine. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what would call me what, for the, uh, for the full, the full situation. Yeah, that's you know. fair. That's fair. Might negotiate for that uh, prosthetic if it were another winter scene, you know. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, they, and that's uh, that's certainly an issue. In fact, they told me before I did the haunted house thing. They're like, you you can't be erect, you, you because that's against the law. And if, if in New York you do that, then Jesus. it becomes pornography. So of course, but you know, um, I'm like a grower, not a shower. So and I have my own. But if you grow, you gotta go. <laughs> Basically, in so handcuffs. I, so like in between, I'm like, well, can I fluff up a little bit, you know, just for my own vanity? Because <laughs> I'm a deer at the end of this app. Yeah, like how much you know, is too I, much? I don't know. I had a so I actually had like a, a a BFA degree. I was like drawing and painting and stuff ever since I was a kid. And I remember, I think it was a, a high school, high school or pre college or college summer, whatever acting and uh, me let's let's wind it back i was painting and drawing since i was like eight maybe younger um and i remember there was a portrait still life course that i did and we had a male model and i think we were all might have been pre-college um and older gentlemen majority female class and we did have to take a break during that class because he got a little excited from all the attention. Uh, and it was pretty, it was pretty weird. I don't know how you can contractually say that that can't happen, but obviously you don't want that to happen. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe he uh, get, got off on the attention, but maybe. that was pretty bad. I didn't, we didn't sketch that part. We didn't incorporate it. We kept it, <laughs> kept it, kept it soft. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I, I was going to ask you because you, you mentioned it that you didn't necessarily go to school to be an actor, uh, right? No. So I went to the Cornell Fine Art Program. I had mostly done art and um, some like random short film stuff, uh, learned to shoot and edit and all that from my dad from a year, uh, from an early age. But no real acting experience except for like methodly refusing to come out of like Disney characters when I was five, you know, I, I, I did a lot of voices. I grew up loving to learn um, accents and impressions of just things that I was watching. Um, but yeah, no real formal training. I did one like acting one oh one credit um, as a, as a, a an elective at school, uh, but my my approach was more um, to learn things that would help me as a director. Um, but during college, I was producing a lot of my own stuff that I would be acting in, just as the nature of doing like video art in this art department. I was kind of pushing it. I wasn't in the film program, uh, and I was making video art, which quickly kind of became narrative and probably was annoying to the rest of the program. Um, so, but yeah, uh, uh, most of my training has just been experience, uh, producing my own stuff, you know, doing dozens and dozens and dozens of sketches with Dan, um, and kind of learning from those and, you know, watching 
watching the progression since 2013, I think, I think my acting came a long way and then deciding that I was going to do this horror feature and really having to like nut up and be like, Oh, I gotta be, you know, I, I was producing it. So like raising the money and planning and all that pre-pro, but then I was like, shit, I have to be, I have to be in this now. And I actually should probably be pretty good. Um, but yeah, the, the more that I did my own projects and, you know, short films would start to cast me and, uh, I just kind of picked up the experience wherever I could. Yeah. If you were to make it professionally, and I don't know whatever making it means to you, sure. would you prefer that it be done in front of the camera, behind the camera, something else completely different? It's to the side of the camera. Uh, it's really tough for me to choose. Um, I think I've realized that I don't care so much about writing the stuff anymore. I mean, I have a script that's really uh, near and dear to me that I am working on and, and will keep finishing. I have some pilots and TV pitches and stuff like that. But what I really love doing is directing um, and producing with a cameo or something like that. With these two features, uh, what I what I really enjoyed is working with the writer and the directors and kind of bringing what I have to the table as someone who has written and directed. And I feel like I've learned to kind of put my stamp as a producer on things in certain ways. Um, and then, you know, being a vehicle for their material. Um, but I, I do really love the creative process down to like mocking up posters for movies and cutting trailers. And I mean, a lot of our, our comedy sketches were parody trailers. Mm -hmm. So I just really love being part of the whole process. Um, that being said, if somebody, you know, when I got cast in the, the, the FBI show or the Super Bowl ad, I mean, that, those were both a blast. Like I got to play a character and I really enjoyed it. Um, but in between takes, I was on set editing my own stuff or like punching up a script or something like that. So oh, that's great. I, th I think I have a hard time um, sitting still and not using that creator part of my brain. Um something like Ozark, I think would be really cool where, mm. um, you know, my, my ambitions have gone from like James Bond to like the Jason Bateman in a drama who can be kind of funny or full on, you know what I mean? Like game night, being the straight guy, dry guy. Um, but yeah, something, something like that where you either direct the pilot or at least are a showrunner and then you get to help bring the vision to life on camera. That's great. Uh, you said that uh, your ideal would be sort of being able to produce, write, create your own work is more than just the work itself, but you know, the, the production, the advertising, the posters, everything that goes into it and have yourself kind of be, I don't have to do the posters every time, but <laughs> you know, you'd like to do it. You want to be, you know, part of the whole thing and ideally sort of like have a cameo in it. And what I'm thinking from that is somebody like say Taika Waititi, who, you know, sure. uh, is a creator and he, he'll put himself in there and he does well when he puts himself in his own work. Is there anybody in particular that you've ever kind of looked up to or modeled yourself after in that regard? Yeah. I mean, the, the one I'll get the most, you know, flack for is the, the, you know, decade long obsession with Bradley Cooper. But I think that it panned out. I, I thought that he was incredible in wedding crashes. I would have killed to play that part. I also used to be like, heavier and stockier and, and looked more like that when I was wearing like pink polo shirts. And then I thought the hangover, he like really hit that. And then he did limitless. I was like, I would love to do something like that. Um, and then the fact that he started 
you know, with Todd, with Todd Phillips making the production company and even just being a producer on something like Joker. Um, but then the fact that he was able to do a star is born and write and direct and act in it. I mean, the, my favorite sketch, I think that Dan and I did, we sold a parody of a star is born to comedy central where I played Bradley Cooper writing and directing himself. And it was sort of this meta meta thing. Cause we're saying like, who the hell would, you know, we're saying who the hell would uh, be this narcissistic. Right. But it's literally what I was doing to comment on him. Like that's actually the dream in some ways. Um, I think to at least produce or have a production company. And then um, when it makes sense for me to act, I would, I would do that. That's great, man. And for those that haven't seen it, it's a star is born comedy central sketch and you can find it, I think online on YouTube and, and, and auteur is born. And auteur is born. That's what it was called. Yeah. And I guess I least over a million views, probably more. I don't remember that, you know, Canadian sniper, Canadian sniper really, uh, really crushed that one actually. Like, I don't know the total aggregate of where, where comedy central had it around, but like on YouTube, I was like, this really didn't pull in the numbers. We thought it would, but it was really cool because we had done, I think, all of our sketches ourselves, um, our own gear, uh, friends helping us as crew. And this was the first time we said, hey, we got Canadian Sniper. We got this La La Land parody, um, the Revenant parody. Uh, we, had, we had all this stuff that fit into the pitch. And mm. I played Bradley Cooper and we pitched it to Comedy Central. And in that, in that case... Um, we then had this first opportunity to do multiple revisions and developments on the script. And then they gave us producers and they let us hire the DP we wanted, but they provided, uh, they, they location scouted and they got us like wardrobe. And we were like, what is this? This is, this is awesome. Uh, we're going into their color suite. It's not just us on, on my MacBook pro, like spinning the wheels. Um, again, we didn't make it in the end, but, um, that's something I'm really proud of. And for all we're poking fun, I think that kind of is the core of the kind of thing I want to do. Um, doesn't have to be Bradley Cooper. Like I said, could be Jason Bateman, the Duplass brothers, stuff like that. You know, the, the micro budget pop in and out if you're appropriate or produce for a younger director and do a cameo. But I just like making stuff. That's very cool, man. Um, I guess I had one more question and I'm going to leave you with, uh, I want to see where people can find sure. your work. Um, back to the audition thing. You don't mean to bring us all the way back to it. Have you ever had no, an audition? That's the... I know, I know, but I'm just, I'm, it's so cool hearing about everything you've done. Have you ever gotten an audition where you just thought to yourself, oh, either this is not good or I don't fit this, but you know what? I'm just <laughs> going to go in and just basically blow it up and just kind of almost shoot myself in the foot and just see what happens. That is a great question. Um, sorry, I'm like pounding immunity shots. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, one where I just wanted to blow it up. There's certainly ones where I really turned it up to 11. Um, I mean, in some cases they, they panned out to at least a callback, but then when you keep doing that, you're like, okay, maybe I doubled down on the wrong thing. Um, you know, lately, some of the stuff that has actually worked out has been some commercial callbacks where I've been on the road doing something else. And all I have is a dark hotel room. I don't have my real slate. I don't have my ring light. I have like some Hilton curtains and like a, a broken desk lamp and just my laptop camera. And it'll be 
for like a, a, a food product or like a shaving product or something like that. And I will just do one take straight to the webcam uh, and just kind of wing it. Uh, you know, just like, actually, I could, I could plug a certain thing. Um, I just did this ad for Harry's Shave Club. Yep. Right. And as you know, you're a well-shaven man. Um, they always ask you in your slate uh, if you're willing to shave. Right. And so this was for beard products. I'm now like one of their beard guys. Spoiler alert, I got it. But I had no time to do this. I was kind of stressed. I was kind of sick. I'm juggling, you know, day job with producing the next block of this feature. And I just put up the webcam or whatever. I'm like, hey, this is Jeff. Uh, I'm 5'10". I live in New York City and I'm not willing to shave. I will not shave. If you want me to shave, it doesn't make any sense. This is a commercial for beards. Uh, Story about my beard. I don't really have a great one. I use it when I act. It gets shorter. It gets longer. You want me to look old? Uh, Anyway... If you need a human being that looks like he has a beard, I'm your guy. Thanks. Whatever. Boom. Just just that kind of stuff. I did that for like an egg commercial that I just landed to. That was the one where I was in the dark. Um, and I'm just like, I cook eggs. You know, what What else do you want from me? Yeah, look. This Perfect. Is I can chew. It looks like there's no lines. So if you want me to hold a fork, I can do that too. I love um, it. That's the kind of stuff where... I just lean into the like, I don't know what they're looking for. It yep. comes down purely to the look. Yep. Let's just be somebody who's fun to have on set. Yep. Um, sometimes I think I'm going to crush it. Like I literally got to go into a room where they wanted a Bradley Cooper or a Bradley Cooper type. And I think they even had me sing a Starsborn type song. And I had a panic attack. My like knee was shaking. I'm like trembling when I'm trying to sing. And I blew it. <laughs> so wow. that's, that's one. Yeah. So who, I mean, who knows why? Um, so not totally the answer to your question, but that's. No, it, it did answer for, my question. What it's yeah. Worth. yeah. Because sometimes the ones where you're just, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go have fun and whatever happens, happens. If I'm casting something, a lot of times that's the type of energy I want to cast. I don't want to bring in yeah. somebody who's going to take themselves way too seriously and make this not a fun process. I want somebody that can see yeah. a sense of humor and can roll with things. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. I mean, that was what we, when we had worked together before and I ended up writing that part for you in the short. Cause I was like, I know, I, I know I like Gary and why don't we just figure out how that should look? You know what I mean? Rather than like, I wrote the specific thing and it has to be that, uh, let's just like find the, find the person and figure it out. You, you bring something to the table. I appreciate it, man. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. You have a real job. Where can people find your work or, or social media or whatever you want to share? Yeah. So I am at Jeff Ayers on Instagram, J-E-F-F-A-Y-A-R-S uh, or jeffairs.com. Um, on TikTok, Dan and I, sorry, the uh, six beverages that I had getting to me. On TikTok, Dan and I do have Cannibal Milkshake. Cannibalmilkshake.com is still our, you know, site with our comedy parodies and all that. That's the word cannibal plus milkshake. We did it because it's easy to find. I will say Cannibal Milkshake on TikTok is now mostly Dan. He's crushing it, reviewing and roasting celebrity homes. Uh, he actually got into a DM fight with Chris Brown because Chris Brown was free that day. Um, but that's us on Instagram. 
And yeah, Jeff Ayers, J-E-F-F-A-Y-A-R-S. My fiance makes fun of me because she, I, she woke up in the middle of the night and I was saying, literally, Jeff Ayers at gmail.com. That's Jeff Ayers at gmail.com. I mean, this is work never stops, Gary. <laughs> the grind is real. She knows she's getting into it. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Yeah, it's, a, it was... it's a pleasure to have you on. Your work is, is it's all over the place. It's so great. And uh, I expect thank big you. things, man. Let's let's do this again sometime. Let's make something. Let's I'd do it. To. Sounds great, all man. Right. Thanks, Good Gary. Talk to you. Later. You too. Bye.